0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Hey everyone, it's the Pet Psychic Radio Show, and I just wanted to welcome you. Let me see if I can find Laura. Laura, are <laughs>
0: Can you hear me? Yep, there you are. Yay. Welcome, everybody.
1: Another live episode of the Pet Psychic Radio Show. You can call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. We got the chat room open. Come and chat with us in there. And go to thepetpsychic.com for any other information you might need about Laura Finchield, our pet psychic. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm still in Los Angeles, California. I haven't gone back to Japan yet. And are you planning I, on going back? Yeah, I, I will go back depending on what my mom's condition is. So, right. um,. I will be returning then, but as of right now, she's doing pretty well for, you know, what she's going through, and I know last week, we got an email from one of our listeners, Dennis, and I just wanted to thank Dennis for the well wishes and the kind words, and that was really, really thoughtful, Um, but yeah, my mom's actually doing a little bit better, so things are going good, and I guess as long as she's doing okay, I can stay here for a little bit. Oh,
2: so good.
1: So yeah. good. So yeah. good to
2: hear. Yeah, what's going on with you? So I have, um, I've had something going on recently that this is like the first time I'm actually going to talk about it, but mm-hmm. I am like getting more psychic. And Whoa. And every, I know, like every now and then things like shift and, you know, it can go either way. You can either like eat a lot of junk food or like. Drink a glass of wine or eat a lot of pasta. It like you know I can make myself less psychic, but recently I have been getting more and more psychic. Even if I eat, if I do those things, and it's it's got me sort of like um, like the other day I was watching a friend at his event and. And I was getting, like, these, like, um, like chills all over my body because the spirit was trying to contact me. And I was, like, it was almost, like, electric. Whoa. I know. And so um. I – oh, and I had this dream about this stingray. And I was, like <laughs> – I was talking to the stingray in the dream. I was having a consultation in the dream with um, the stingray – and this like owner of the aquarium and uh-huh. the stingray was saying, Oh, I don't like the smells in my enclosure and and the aquarium guy was like, You have it all wrong, lady, like stingrays can't smell and the sting and I was like thinking to myself in the dream, like, Oh my god, like am I getting this wrong? But then I was talking to the stingray and the stingray was like, No, I can smell and my aquarium smells bad. <laughs> so- <laughs> I um, I looked up. Well, first I Googled when I woke up to see if stingrays could smell, and yes, they do. That's pretty much how they they find their prey is by smell. And mm-hmm. then and then I looked it up in this book called Animal Speaks, which tells you like all the totems, like what animals mean when they show up in your life, like whether you actually see them somewhere or if you dream about them, and. Um, it said that stingray. When stingrays come up, you will have more sensations in your body.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So I thought that was pretty interesting because I was wow,
3: it wow, was chills. And are you eating in-
1: healthier right
0: now? <laughs> no, no, because
1: <laughs> actually, <laughs> no, seriously,
2: because actually, after this event, because first of all, sometimes when I go into like public. I can go two different ways because everything yeah. filters through me. I can be like charged by everything and be like right. really like excited or I can be like completely overstimulated because there's so many different like emotions and feelings and stuff going around. And those chills were like something I've never experienced in my whole life. Like my whole body was like tingling Whoa. really weird. Like you know what I talk about when dead people – contact mm-hmm. me I first feel chills on my left hand and then I feel mm-hmm. them in my right arm and you know that's just the way it is this is like my whole body or like my whole shoulders and everything and so I left there and I was like I need like a chocolate chip cookie or something like <laughs> something <laughs> serious
1: to get me to like not feel anymore like I don't want to feel it anymore right and, right so you have so, to eat stuff like that or sometimes just to like be a little less sensitive
2: yeah, so and I'm totally a sugar addict. Once I eat sugar, I have to have sugar at the same time every day. So that's, that's what I've been doing for like a week. Yeah, I don't need a lot of sugar, but I've got enough like more sugar than I normally do, right? right.
3: Wow. So, but I'm
2: still getting more psychic even because of the sugar. And I'm like feeling the intensity of the feelings on my body are really surprising me. Like, I'll feel like all of a sudden I'll be talking to an animal and I'll be able to feel like excruciating pain somewhere in my body and it will be the animal Whoa. Yeah, like usually it's kind of subtle and I'm like, oh, I think I feel pain in my ear. Then mm-hmm. I have to ask the animal, is that your pain in your ear? But now it's like this deep sort of like throbbing pain.
3: Jeez, wow. So, well,
1: that's like, that's like I, I guess for, for it's, it's good for you since <laughs> you're, you know, you're getting more in tune, just the way of... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it I is, was, but
2: it's just, for some reason, I still have this, like, this teenage sort of, like, this scares the hell out of me. Right, right. Because when you feel everything in your own body and it's someone else's, whether it's a spirit or a dog or a cat or a parrot or, a, you know, or a, a human that's next to you, it's like, whoa, that's not mine, and you're inside of me.
1: Right. Like, it's, a little, it's a little weird. I would imagine. I, mean, so. I, mean, I love I mean, I to help people with it, but. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, because I'm not psychic. I mean, I know you tell me that I am, but I don't okay. think that I am, so. You totally are. So, I don't know, but it sounds, I don't know, unfathomable for me, but. I would imagine that it would be a little strange and weird.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: scary, because like, as it gets stronger and stronger, you're like, how strong will this actually get? Like, yeah. Like, I was in the store the other day purchasing purchasing something, and this guy was like, really nice to me at first. Like, it, he actually had to come to my house and do like an estimate. And then I was in the store sort of like at his house, sort of. And I spoke to my dad about it. And my dad was like, they're charging you way too much for labor, and so... Like, I went down there, and I was talking to him about it, and I kind of could read his mind a little
1: bit, and it kind of freaked me
2: out, because I was like, whoa, you're, like, really unethical right now, and I'm, like, so not purchasing from you.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's kind of creepy. Don't read my mind.
2: I know, right? That's what people are going to start
0: being
2: scared of. I know. <laughs> 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 um, I can't tell people that too much.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't tell people that because, even though we're on the radio now and we're telling everyone that, but because they're going to be freaked out by you.
2: I know, everyone's going to avoid me. Well, I told you this one story, i got to tell this story again, I don't know if I've ever told this story but this woman once, I was doing a consultation at this person's place of business, and they were the owner of the business, and there was a woman there that was was sitting in on the consultation, Hmm. and... I was asking, the cat the cat had, like, disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, um, so we were asking, like, this other cat, like, if we knew where the cat had disappeared and stuff. And there was something about the look on this woman's eye that I just thought, like, I should ask her if she knows something about this. Like, maybe she's not, like, maybe she's too shy to, like, say something. So I turned to her and I said... And I couldn't read her mind. I really couldn't. But I turned to her and I said, do you know anything about this? She looked at me, held her head, screamed at the top of her lungs, get the hell out of my head, and ran out of the room. Oh, <laughs> my, oh my God. And my client was, like, looking at me like, Oh my God, like what did you do and what was she thinking? I was like, I really don't know what she was thinking, but that woman has some serious secrets. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: I mean, it's she hilarious. Totally
2: freaks me out. Yeah, I've never seen anyone scared of me before. She was so scared of me. And then she was like hid, but I didn't see her ever again. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: That's crazy. This is, uh, for our listeners, these are the kind of things that happen to Laura all the time. I know. It's pretty funny. Um, That's why I like being around you. It's very (laughs) interesting. I know, and then
2: for people... For people who like just who don't know what I look like or whatever, that people think I'm like 12 years old. i was like I'm, I'm 39 years old, and so I went into a <laughs> I went into a uh, music event the other day, and they carded me. I was like, "Are you serious? You're carding me?" Like, so. <laughs> but it's like when people first see me, they think, "Oh yeah, she's so innocent. Like she couldn't ever possibly know anything because she's like 12 years old."
1: Yeah. I think we both they have that, that going on can for do, us. Don't
0: they? Yeah, don't they can do, do that.
1: that. Yeah, when I was yeah. in Japan, they thought I was in high school. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> um there is one thing I wanted to get to before we get to phone calls, which is, you know, what commonly what animal, house pets like dogs, cats, or bunnies, birds. Um, what do they commonly ask
0: for? Oh, that's a good question. So, like, what do – so so
2: dogs typically, and sometimes cats, will many times ask to eat out of a dish rather than a bowl. Mm. And that's really, really common. They don't want their, like, whiskers and their face up against the sides of the bowl. Um, They also, many animals ask for their food and water to be raised, cats and dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? What do bunnies, bunnies ask for like parsley or cilantro and they ask for more time outside. Um, Many of the small animals ask to be picked up slower, like they, um, a lot of them get vertigo when you pick them up. Mm-hmm. So, for like the small dogs, pocket pets, the cats, you want to make sure that you pick them up slow and then don't pivot while you're picking them up. Like, people will f- scoop them up and then they'll turn to walk really fast,
0: mm-hmm. and that
2: makes the dog that makes all the animals sort of dizzy. Okay, um, what else did you think? Birds,
1: birds, what and a horses. Bird. Well, birds
2: ask to get out of their cage the most. And then mm-hmm. they ask for things like pizza and grapes. Um, pizza oh, grapes? Yeah. And they ask for mirrors. Mm. Um And they ask to be spritzed with water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and that's the same thing, too, with chickens. The chickens ask to be spritzed a lot.
0: hmm like, wow. one of the
2: chickens says that they want rainbow water, and that's just, like, a sprinkler, how it makes the rainbow. Yeah.
1: hmm yeah.
2: Um, and then horses, What a horse is, well, they ask for, like, turnout. Um, now, because it's winter, a lot of them are asking for heavier blankets. hmm Um, uh, like the horses talk about their pack a lot, like, what feels good and what doesn't feel good. hmm Um, many of them ask for a friend. Like they'll ask for a
1: pony or for a goat or for just that turnout, friends. hmm Cool. So. so those are some things maybe our listeners can think about when, you know, if you have any type of pet like that at home. Okay. Oh, so I
2: should add one. Cats really hate that clay litter. That clay litter can really make them sick because it's dusty. And so it not only can get in their eyes, but it, like, gets in their sinuses. So an all-natural litter that's not dusty and never get the litter for multiple cats because that smells really bad and the cats don't like it.
1: I see. It's more made for humans to smell, for humans to be able to tolerate the smell.
2: Yeah, but, you know, if you get an all-natural litter, it doesn't smell. Like,
1: I Mm -hmm. I think it's just the chemical litters that smell, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, Let's take some phone calls and tell our listeners, as usual, what um, they need to do when they get on the air.
2: Okay. So when you get on the air, you uh, should tell me your pet's name, um, their species, uh, what they look like. Their age might be a good idea. And one question that you would like to ask them. We have a lot of callers today, so just one, we're going to stick with one question.
1: Yes, and Laura does... Otherwise, I is
2: just going to hang up on you with absolutely no notice at all.
0: (laughs) And by I, she
1: means me, not her.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: And Laura also speaks with um, pets that have been deceased. People ask me that all the time in the queue, so...
0: Um,
1: Yeah. Okay, here we go. First caller. Who are we talking to and what is your pet's name? Hi. Hello? Hi. Hi. We're talking to you. Who are you and what is your pet's name? Hello? Okay. We're hanging up. Next. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. Hi. Um, My name is Melody.
2: And I have a pet I he... named Buddy. Okay. And what kind of animal is he? He's a guinea pig. Oh, nice. Um, and we also have um, a guinea pig named S'mores. And okay. Buddy Buddy is a, um, he's a broken, he's blonde, black, and white. They're both about a year old. And S'mores is a tortoiseshell in white. Okay. About two weeks ago, Buddy started getting sick. And he had he ended up with an abscess because they started fighting for some reason, and I don't know why. They'd so buddy together. got so buddy got sick before the abscess or after the abscess? After the abscess, like right now, the abscess is pretty much healed, but within the uh-huh. last two, years, he's gotten really sick. He's got diarrhea, and he's not eating. He's eating, but not very well. He's lost a lot of weight, and we can't figure out what's going on with him. Oh, so let's ask him, how are you feeling? Yeah, and what what exactly is hurting him? Okay. I just figure out, like, I'm a nurse, so, I mean, I've watched him, and I've observed him, and I just cannot, and it's it's breaking my heart. (laughs) Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me get him. We're going to get Buddy, the guinea pig. I have pains in my thigh. It's my left side. It's a deep, sharp pain. His side? His side. His side. It also hurts when he pees, he said. Oh. And when he sleeps, his heart beats really fast. Yeah, I've noticed that. I think the drippy medicine will help me. Is that like an antibiotic maybe? Yeah. Have I you just, given I, him that for the access? Yeah. I just finished giving him his last dose yesterday because we started him back on it again. Because I had taken him back into the vet because his eyes started, looked like he started getting a cold. And, oh. yeah, and, and um so I thought maybe it was the antibiotic that was giving him the loose stools. Yeah, let me ask him if he likes the dripping medicine.
4: Well, he said he wants
2: the – hold on. In his mouth or in his eyes? Because he was getting medicine in his eyes too. In my mouth. In his mouth, okay. It's like a pinky color? Um, It's kind of a, a real light brown. Mm. That must be it for him. Pinky color, real light brown. Huh. Um, He said it was his left side? When I get that, I feel better. Huh. Uh, Yeah, his left side. It's like his left side, almost like where we would have, like, a stitch, you know, if you, like, ran too fast too soon or something and you get a stitch, that's where it is on him. And It's not his mouth. His mouth isn't bothering him. Can you ask him that? No, my mouth isn't bothering me. Okay. Because I was just wondering maybe if he was having trouble eating. You know, sometimes their incisors or their molars in the back grow together. No, my mouth is not bothering me. Okay. He probably wants me to leave his mouth alone. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... It's my stomach. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you have an infection and the antibiotic is not working. Like, maybe he knows he needs an antibiotic, but that antibiotic is not the right one. I don't know how to, like, I don't know enough about, I don't have enough experience with, like, guinea pigs and vets to know, like, what you need to ask for, like, to run a blood panel or, because it almost feels like, I'm not a medical intuitive, so I can't really tell, but... What it feels like to me is like his pancreas or something that's bothering him. Okay. So, so, but he really feels bad, which is really worrying me. But I almost would try a different antibiotic.
0: Aww. But that
2: really has to be up to your vet. Can you can you tell him how much we love him? Yeah, he says he feels like he's getting too sick.
3: Oh we
2: should probably take him to the vet sooner than later. Yeah, he says he loves it when you hold him close in a sling. So is that like when you put your your sweatshirt or something underneath him? Oh, I do that all the time.
3: Aw, oh, he's so
0: sweet. I oh. just fashioned
3: like a baby sling for him today. Aw. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm nervous. He's, no, I
2: know he says he's nervous. He's not going to make it. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I think you should take him back in. But I wonder if you should find a vet that's an expert in pocket pets. Well, the vet that we've been taking him to has done. I mean, he was getting he was getting better. Oh, good. And then I don't know what happened. The, the abscess seems to be healed, and now we've gone into something else. And I don't. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he could use fluids. I don't know. Maybe just bring that up to your vet. Maybe they could give him fluids to help him. Yeah. I'm sure he's dehydrated. Yeah. Giving him hay and water and I don't know. I just. Yeah, because a lot of the animals talk about, like, when they're sick, they talk that they want the magic water. And it's like oftentimes it's not when a vet would prescribe fluids, but they feel like that really helps them. So I would give it a shot. Okay. Yeah, well, keep us posted. Let us know. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm so
0: glad okay. you able to
2: today. Yeah, me too. I hope he gets better soon. I'm going to call the vet right now. Thank you. Good.
1: Good. Bye. Bye. So Poor oh, buddy. Guy. Poor little buddy. I hope he gets better soon. Me too. I love guinea pigs. I know. What do guinea pigs ask for? I didn't ask that. What's a common request by guinea pigs?
2: Well, not really. You know, I don't really speak to that many guinea pigs, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, And when people are calling about guinea pigs, they ask. They're like, it's like, it's like usually something like this, where there's something really wrong with them.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't get
2: a lot of, like, I'm just curious to know what my guinea
1: pig has to say. I see.
2: But but I do know that they ask for, like, more running around time in, like, mm-hmm. the kid's room or in someone's room. And sometimes mm-hmm. they ask for tunnels. And one time I had a guinea pig say that his ball, because they would put him in a ball and let his ball sort of run through the house, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He said that his ball was dirty and they needed to wash it off so that he could see
1: Wow. So.
2: <laughs> I would imagine that would be a common problem.
1: Yeah, that would be a problem for anyone <laughs> who needed to see if you're through. running around in a ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would want my ball cleaned if I was running in a ball. So, yeah. <laughs> um, on the uh, chat room, real quick, um, Barbara, Barbara has sent you know, a private That's message so. on Facebook about their dog Patches, who misses their daughter and needs to understand she'll be away 12 days. So maybe that's something we can get back to in a little bit Um, if you want to pull up your Facebook page a little later. But right now we're going to go to Amy from San Jose. Amy? Hi.
0: Hi, Amy. How's it going? It's going great. And with you? I am interesting. (laughs) That's probably the best uh, adjective I can give you. But I'm enjoying hearing you guys talk about... uh, animals, so this is fun. So, Laura, okay. you've actually you've met my dogs, Willie and Gracie, a couple times down in Ventura. They're little yes. multi-sheets, they're white, little brother and sister. Yes, I recognize your voice. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, the question that I have is kind of a, it's a two-part question. The question I have is, do they understand, Willie and Gracie, understand what's happening with mommy and daddy? And how does it make them feel?
2: Okay, so what's happening with mommy and daddy?
0: Daddy's leaving. Okay, hold on.
2: Willie says I'm sad about it, but I think it's for the best. Hmm. The reason why I think it's for the best is that they don't always listen to each other.
3: Sometimes they say they're
2: listening, but they're thinking about other things. Gracie says that she thinks it's awfully sad. The reason why I think it's sad is love, you should just hold on to it. And if you don't hold on to it, then it goes away and you're lonely. Hmm. Dogs don't ever really leave each other. (laughs) I like Willie. I wouldn't leave him.
0: (laughs) That's what Willie said?
2: That's (laughs) what Gracie said about
0: Willie. She would never leave him. Oh, yeah. They can't live without each other. That's so cute. Aw, I'm sorry
2: you guys are going through that. That's no fun. Yeah,
0: I wanted them to understand, you know, what was happening, just because it's happening pretty fast. So I wanted to, you know, it has nothing to do with them. They're well-loved, and Daddy's going to definitely miss them.
2: They said, we always understand Mom is always talking to us. We never miss a true. word. <laughs>
0: These are two little soulful dogs. It's like they can look right into my soul.
2: Oh, and they said that they're happy they're talking to me because they want those treats that you split in half. Do <laughs> you, you know what those are? Um, I don't. You must split it in half and give half to one and half
0: to the other. They're probably thinking people's food treats. <laughs> well, awesome! I know you've got um, a lot of people to talk to. Is there anything else coming through? You want to? Yeah, no. Just that
2: they said that the cre- treats have some juicy to them and some also some crispy.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that would be. <laughs> juicy and crispy. All right, yeah. that's some good advice.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, you
2: guys be well. We'll be thinking good things for you guys. Uh, thank you so much, Laura. You guys
0: have a good show. Take care. Oh, you too. Bye. 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 Sounds
1: like crispy and juicy. That sounds like fried chicken.
0: <laughs> that's what I
2: thought too. I was like, maybe that's like or like the chicken that's like, like the chicken like fingers, and like
1: burgers around it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, like barbecue chicken,
1: like a grilled yeah, chicken something or something. Yeah,
0: something
1: like that, right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh we got Chris from Wisconsin. Hi, Chris.
3: Hi, how are you?
2: Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? Great. So what can we do for you? Well,
3: I've got a lazy dog laying here, Mr. Bernie Bernese. Oh, he just heard me.
4: <laughs> and
3: I would like to know... Like, when I come down in the morning, or if I come in the house from going to the store, he just totally freaks out and jumps up and down and whines and cries like he hasn't seen me in a year. But I can be gone for ten minutes and come back in and he'll do it. Why does he do that?
2: Okay, so wait. Okay,
3: so he's a Burmese dog, you said? Bernie's mountain dog. He's a
2: Bernie's mountain dog and if you did you say that if you go downstairs to like your basement and then come back upstairs he does it?
3: If I come down the steps like from sleeping all night, because he's not allowed upstairs.
2: Oh, okay. Well,
3: that and if, makes I, sense. if if I come in from going to the store.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. That's kind of a normal dog thing. But let's but let's ask him why he does it. And what what's his name again? Bernie. Journey. Okay, hold on. Let me get him. He says sometimes he wants you to take him. (laughs) I get really bored. (laughs) I'm sure. When mom's home, at least I get conversation. He says when he when you sleep upstairs and he sleeps downstairs, he thinks he needs more friends to sleep downstairs. He's
3: Is got he the only cats. animal in the house.
2: Three cats. Okay, He's got this.
3: Three
5: cats.
2: He says one of the cats doesn't sleep closest close to him, and he wants her to. I think it's a female.
4: Oh,
3: Cinder.
2: She's like up high
3: away from me. Yep. Yep. She's always in a box on the table.
2: <laughs> he says, I've gotta tell my mom that you've gotta work me more.
3: I knew he I'm was gonna so say that. Oh, I knew he was gonna say that. It's just so cold here right now.
2: My mind just can't be thinking about cats all the time. <laughs> maybe you should do the game where I have to follow you and be really good. Maybe he's talking about like a heel or something. What did he say? He said he wants to, maybe you could play the game where he, with him that he has to follow you and be really good. And I said, maybe that's a heel.
3: Yeah, because usually when I walk him, I don't put him on a leash.
2: No, he's talking about to stimulate him in the house. Oh. Like a game you can play with him in the
5: house.
3: Oh, okay. What Mom, I'm so bored. <laughs> Aw. I uh, knew he was going to say that.
2: That's cute. Well, now,
3: my we're husband... A little bit- my husband and my son just took him way out in the woods a couple days ago, and he had a blast.
2: Oh, that's good. But he needs every day. Yeah. How old is he? Four. How old is he?
3: Four. Yeah, he needs
2: every day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. My dogs would go so cabin crazy if they only went out every four days.
3: Well, no, he goes out every day, but not out into the woods every day.
2: Not to, like, run and stuff. Right. Yeah, he's, he's young. He needs to run. Okay. Well work we'll him some more and call us back and we'll ask him how he's doing.
3: Okay. <laughs> sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Okay. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye. Yeah, um that's a common that's a common request by pets, I'm sure, right?
2: Yeah, you know what, to be worked or to go outside?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, both of them are but more of the high drive dogs. That's mm-hmm. the Burmeses were 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 um, bred to work, I believe. I don't know if that's right or not, but I think they were. So they have that in their blood, that drive.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know
2: what their stamina is like, but
0: mm -hmm.
1: they Uh, still need, like, mental stimulation every day. Every animal does. Yeah, definitely. I know that's why we were talking about the the inside games. That's good. Uh, We got Jennifer from Atlanta. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, how are
5: you? Great. Who are we going to be talking to? Hi. We're going to be um, talking to Callie. She is a 12-year-old Doberman mutt dog. And um, she actually was just diagnosed with kidney cancer, which is Aww. extremely rare in dogs.
0: Oh. Um,
5: so I just want to know how she's feeling, if she knows that she's sick and that I love her. And hopefully she can hold out for a long time. But... And you know, so just, are
2: they going to do any treatments on her? Are you going to give her any any supplements um, or can we tell her that anything like that is happening?
5: No. I mean, the problem is is it's covered one entire kidney. So the likelihood of it being elsewhere is just too great. It's like the demise of a dog to have kidney cancer.
2: Right. I would look into also finding a holistic vet and see if they know of something that you could do to supplement her and make her more comfortable while she's around.
4: Because I know mm-hmm. a lot
2: of people who have animals, and I was one of them, who was told that their dog or cat only has a couple months to live, if even that. My dog was told she had seven days to live, and she lived six years with cancer. So it's definitely possible that you can make it longer so but i'll which is what i wanted (laughs) you yeah right and so it's there's a lot of herbs out there that help and then supposedly some mushrooms and acupuncture can help and getting her off and all off any grains because cancer feeds off grains so you want to make sure she's on a grain-free diet but i um let's talk to her and see how she's feeling and and i'll tell her what's going on with her and what was her name again Callie. Callie, and she's she's a red color, did you say?
5: She's black and tan, like adobe, okay. adobe Adover- oh, Man.
2: Okay, okay, hold on. She says she has to say that since she's known what she's had, she's felt better. Okay. Before I felt like I was dying all over. And now I feel like it's contained. He says the only thing is sometimes she gets cold up in her hip area and it gets tight, which is like over her kidneys. My left kid, my left hip is the worst. Which kidney is it?
5: Um, I, you know what? I would have to look it up. It's right. I, I I blanked that part out. Right or left? I'm not sure. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's was interesting. It would be good to know because then you'd know, like, which kidney is more affected. She says that her left hurts her more, her left side, and that, I mean, it will be interesting to find out exactly where the cancer is because that could either be the the side that the cancer is hurting more or she's overcompensating and she's using that hip because the other one has the cancer.
5: right. Um, let's see. Um, she said massage and right, her shoulders. right kidney is her right kidney. Oh okay. So she, her paperwork.
2: She's using that left leg probably more than.
5: Mhm. Right. Um. And does she think that she'll? She said she needs
2: something over her to keep
5: her warm, like maybe like a jacket
2: or something. Okay. Okay. Did you see, what did you what did you ask? Do you think I wanted to
5: know if she thought that she would be able to hold out, um, or you know, if she felt like this is something that she could live with for a little bit? Or well,
2: she's definitely not saying to me that she's ready to go now. And as for like when they're going to die, they don't really know that. I mean, every now and then they'll be like, like "I feel like I'm dying," but even when they say that, they can still pop back up because sometimes they just feel like they're dying but really you know something happens or they get on a program of treatment and they get better so um but i definitely don't get feel like she's checking out now
5: okay no no i don't
2: feel like i am i want to live much longer
5: okay and she knows that we love her
2: she, she says she likes the stewy meat
5: the stewy?
2: The stewy the stewy meat makes me feel really good. And to me it looks like beef chunks or something. And that's really <laughs> interesting. I would look into like it looks like red meat. And I'd look into like what how does red meat affect the kidneys. I don't know why she's craving that. But it's okay. like
0: a craving. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. well let she,
2: us know if
0: she you
5: know, she's they really loved and all that. You know, you always wonder, gosh, they do know they're loved, right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, people do that. That's a really
5: common question. Yeah. It yeah.
2: says, of course, I know I'm love. There you go. All
5: of right, well, thank you.
2: Yeah, so really look into seeing if you can find a holistic vet. And the best way to do that is to find, like, the best holistic vet around is to call, like, the high-end pet stores or the high-end doggy daycares and say, who is the best holistic vet? And go to them, not just to their clinic, but to do that particular doctor.
5: Okay. Okay. That's a good yeah. idea. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay, Great. keep us posted. Thank you so much. Yeah, keep us posted. Thank you. Aww.
1: Oh. so um that what are uh what humans ask the most? <laughs>
2: oh, what humans ask the most? Yeah. yeah. Humans ask a lot. Like, does my animal know that they love me? Do do um do my animals love me? Is a <laughs> is a big question. But also, is my animal in any pain?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, what are my animal's
2: favorite things to do? Is there anything? Everyone or, pretty much closes the session with like, is there anything that they don't like that I'm doing, or they would like mm-hmm. that I would
1: do more? Oh, those are good questions.
2: Yeah, those are really common. Um,
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. And then there are, like, there are, like, um, questions, like, I get a lot of, like, does my pet think that I should break up with my boyfriend or my girlfriend? (laughs) Do they think that we should
0: move?
2: (laughs) Do they think that I should get a new car? You know, like, those types of questions, too. Should I take this job?
1: (laughs) That's interesting.
2: I know, but the pets do. They can kind of, like, tell because a lot of them, I wouldn't say all of them, but, like, a lot of them can see our energy field,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: they they can see, like, if we're happier when we think of, like, a certain thing. So, like, right. like intuitively, we know what job mm-hmm. is best for us. Yeah. And so when they look at us, they can see, like,
1: how yeah. our energy. That makes sense. It does. I'm going to, next time I have a decision-making thing, I'm going to ask you to talk to one of my animals. Yes,
0: yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, we got totally. Robin
1: um, from Dogs Deserve Better, our special guest today.
4: Great.
1: Hi, Robin.
4: Hi, how you doing? <laughs>
2: doing great. It's great to have you on again.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me.
2: Oh, yeah, our pleasure.
4: So I have a few a few things. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Tell us, yeah, tell us about Dogs Deserve Better.
4: Okay. Dogs Deserve Better is um, an anti-chaining, anti-penning or national organization, 501c3 nonprofit. And we have uh, 25 reps all over the country that um, basically anytime we see a dog living, you know, in filth and, and – poop and ugliness on a chain or in a little enclosed pen outside we do everything we can to either educate the owner to bring the dog inside or we um ask if we can rehome the dog
2: oh wow and
4: do people rehome will will people oh, yeah. give oh, away yeah. the so oh, They, they don't do, always really? do it right away. Usually they curse at you and tell you the dog's fine, he's a husky, he loves to be outside. He's an outside dog. Whenever he's inside, he only wants to be outside. Uh, you know, while they're freezing and, uh, you know, having no socialization. So there's a lot of that old thinking from, I don't know when, before me, that, you know, dogs are outside dogs and uh So sometimes you have to start slowly and maybe ask to walk the dog once in a while or try and make friends, actually, with the owner. And then sometimes when you give them your phone number, you know, a month or two down the road, they may call you and say, "Yeah, I've changed my mind.
2: Oh, wow. That is really great. So so do you suggest that people in their town do that if they see a changed dog?
4: Oh, yeah. If anybody, you know, a couple things. One, um, if you see a chained or pen dog in your town and you want to do something about it, if you go to uh, www.dogsdeservebetter.org, uh, you can fill out a form to let us know about it, but you could also consider volunteering because we're not in every state. You know, there's only 25, mm-hmm. and some are in you know, more than one or in one state, and some states are huge, like California. So uh, we need people all over that will, you know, go check on the dog, take pictures, uh, give us an address so we can mail them uh, paperwork. You know, we can call the animal control, get them involved, and see if the dog's, you know, underweight or has no shots or but we need people. We need, you know, we we need representatives like I am. But even if somebody didn't want to make that commitment, if they could start out by volunteering, uh, mm. that's how you get, you know, started. That's really wonderful. And so
2: now tell us about your new rehab center.
4: Okay. So in Smithfield, Virginia, um, you know, Michael Vick, the football player, used to fight uh, his pit bulls at the Bad News Kennels and it was in foreclosure uh, a year ago and uh Tammy Fain, the founder of Dogs deserve better made an offer to uh buy the place and uh so she did and she it's called the Good News Rehab Center oh, love and it. and you know the the goal is eventually to house 50 dogs have you know a vet or two that volunteer and come in and spay and neuter and, and do shots they'll need a full-time trainer because a lot of the dogs coming off chains are not socialized. And and a lot of them are actually food-aggressive, dog-aggressive, sometimes people-aggressive. But, you know, a lot of them can be worked with, but you need that kind of a trainer that will work with bad dogs. Because that they're bad, they just have no idea how to act. Right. And, yeah. And the the place now is the actual house that Mike Vick lived in, if he ever really lived there. And and eventually that would be, maybe the office and a and a bed and breakfast. You know, people could come and volunteer and sleep there, and and Tammy and her family could live elsewhere. And they have to build, really build a facility, you know, to put the dogs in and, and rooms and and all kinds of things. So they're really at the very beginning. So they need a ton of donations.
2: Right. And so if people want to donate towards that, mm-hmm. how do they go about to do that?
4: Same thing. They go to uh, the website, org, and I think there's several buttons that say donate, and you just click on okay. it and, you know, give whatever you can. They have to build fences. They have to, you know, renovate and change the inside of the house. Um, there's, You know, food for the dogs. it's just it never ends. Crates. You know they have to sleep in crates because she's got fourteen there now, and that's about all she can handle by herself. I mean, there's a, a lady that comes into work, you know, every day for a few hours, but pretty much it's Tammy, you know, and, and nine or ten of them are get along well, and then there's a few old ones that really don't want to be bothered with other dogs. So you're rotating and crating yeah. and, and yeah, letting them out. And, wow, you know, what an
2: amazing woman that she's doing that. Oh, so absolutely, I was there.
4: I was there a month ago, I mean, or three weeks ago. She's unbelievable. She's, you know, just a real person who has a real desire to help these dogs.
2: Aw, and thank you for what you do, too.
4: Thanks. You're welcome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit.
4: You sent me a picture of Lulu. Yes. And Lulu
2: she is was absolutely
4: uh, beautiful, isn't she? I, I, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why when the letter came around asking for help, which actually came from Nancy, uh, Robin, mm-hmm. you got to help this dog. And so, because mm-hmm. I happen to like pretty dogs, I, I don't know, I just do. Because uh, local dogs are always, you know, they're either, some are pretty, but some are, you know, your basic dogs. And so that's fine, too. But if, every time I can grab a pretty one, I, I try to. Anyway, she was thrown away in a, an RV park where mm. the security guard was noticing her for about 10 days. Some runners were feeding her. And wow. So he, yeah, yeah, in Mississippi. In some, uh, I guess yeah,
2: Mississippi. The,
4: Right, this wasn't even where I am. You're right, Mississippi. See, that was the mistake. When I got the email, the M.S. for Mississippi said M.A. in the subject. Oh. So I thought she was in a park in Massachusetts, and I would take her, because I like to take local dogs. You know, and and so it took about a month to realize until the lady got back in touch with me that it's Mississippi, and once I give my word, I don't like to go back on my words. I, I took her. Aw, she so was meant to be. Yeah, I think so. She's a mess. And She's a mess. She's um, uh, afraid. She barks at people so that she, you know, and she doesn't look friendly when she barks. She, she gives off like she's going to bite you, and I was uh, taught that a nervous dog can bite, because although I mm-hmm. could swear she would never bite you, Knowing that a nervous dog might bite, I take. That. I don't say that anymore. Mm, so good, uh, yeah. meet and greets and meeting people to get adopted really uh, looked like uh, it was you know a huge problem. <laughs> so I have her here, and I don't care. I'll keep her.
2: Okay. So what are we going to ask her? We're going to okay. ask her. i I'd um, like,
0: like to
4: know how
2: she feels if she hurts okay. anywhere, and then right, and she hurt her
4: ankle. About- Okay. She ran in the backyard about five weeks ago and twisted her ankle. It's not broken. I had it uh, x rayed. But she's not herself. You know, she just, she's not the type of dog to lift it up to walk. She steps on it and it hurts and then she okay. scooches to get inside. She doesn't want to play outside. It's five weeks now. She doesn't want to go outside. She doesn't, you know, I have to leash so her now bring to bring her go outside.
2: Out. Okay, okay, let me get her, let me get her, and she, just tell everybody what she looks like while I'm talking to her.
4: Okay, she's orange, she looks like uh, a dingo, an Australian dingo, Um, you know, when I first saw her picture, I thought she was a chow mix, she's nothing like a chow, she's 38 pounds, so she's short, uh, and very fluffy, orange with a chow kind of tail that curls up, but when I've been looking, she looks just like a dingo.
2: She said that she's she's actually getting really
4: scared and that she's
2: scared to go outside and she's scared to be loose again. hmm And I'm scared no one will love me. I keep having pictures in my head of someone beating me. And they're coming at me trying to grab me. When I step on my paw, my elbow hurts. Okay. And I don't know what to do. And so one of the things that so um so one of the things that I want to tell her is that what she's having is normal. Like she's having like a post traumatic stress response.
4: And okay.
2: If she starts like paying attention to good things in her life, like starting to pay attention to you, got to you and and to her yard, and if she's walking and starting to enjoy little things, that that as time progresses, those visions or those those memories will start to go away. But they can sometimes feel very, very real at first, but that's never going to happen to her again, that she's safe right. and that she's loved. And then also what's really important for her to know is that that she needs to remember how to calm herself and that mm-hmm. dogs calm themselves and communicate with other animals using their body language and she can do this too and this will help her when those memories come back and also when she's fearful if when somebody's come when somebody new is coming towards her and those mm-hmm. are licking, yawning, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down, sniffing the ground, stretching. Holding up a paw can be one. And shaking, where they're shaking off a lot of stress or excitement. You might see that Mm -hmm. after a big barking frenzy or something. And so what was really helpful for you to do is that when she looks nervous, you know, which Mm -hmm. is when she starts to stare at someone, her mouth Mm -hmm. closes, and she starts to lean on her front paws, and from there it goes into, like, the barking lunging, or even a dog that could start to tremble, you want to mm-hmm. remind her, blink, look away, lick, yawn, and, like, especially for a dog that's having post-traumatic stress syndrome, you never want to scold them right then. Right, you want to take right. them farther away mm-hmm. than what they're barking at and praise them for their calming signals. Let me tell her, ask her what she thinks about that. Okay. Okay. when I do those calming signals, sometimes my jaw hurts. Mm. And my shoulder will hurt a lot. And that, the jaw hurting is really common when they have, when they need an adjustment. Mm. They actually talk about their jaw hurting a lot. And that's like, if she was beat, um, or even her injury where she hurt her paw, she could have thrown out her ac- axis. So, mm-hmm. um, If you could get a chiropractor to work on her, that would be really helpful to her.
4: Okay. I can.
2: She would like food in many different places.
4: (laughs) She eats in three rooms.
2: (laughs) I'll try to learn, but it's
4: hard. Um she has four of the dogs here and three cats and and kevin she's afraid of kevin my um husband of ten years she's um
2: and is she okay with the dogs and cats?
4: yes, perfect,
2: oh good, I tell her we're really proud of her, and that that dogs and cats have different body language than humans. So she doesn't need to be scared of Kevin. And you should tell Kevin that never bend with his torso towards her and never look at her square on. Don't look her in the eye at all. If mm-hmm. he looks at her eyes, glance away.
4: Mm-hmm. And um
2: if he wants to pat her, bend with his knees with his
4: shoulder towards her, not his mm-hmm. not
2: square on.
4: Right. She likes him like five in the morning when she comes out of the crate to get on the bed. She wiggles she says, by him li- and lays. I
2: like I like his mind, too.
4: Yeah. <laughs> he has a nice mind. Mm-hmm. So it's his
2: body language that's setting her off. Oh, so interesting. It's really important that he watches his body language and he starts to be really, really non-threatening with it. And people think when you bend with your torso that it's being, that it's like welcoming an animal, but it isn't because dogs, when they're being aggressive towards one another or when they're being right. dominant, will throw a a, a a paw or a chin on top of the other one's shoulder. Right, and that's what yep. it looks like when we bend towards them. Right. So, so we actually have to get going. Um, <laughs> but give us your website again,
4: and okay, and have I want to get a two. hold of. Okay. I want to give a second one. For anybody in New England that listens uh, to you, um, I work with a local rescue in Chicopee, Mass, called Rainbow Rescues, with an S. So it's www.rainbowrescues.org. Uh, and we have local, you know, dogs that need to be adopted, and I really uh, like the rescuer, the founder of this little uh local rescue and I you know, help her all I can and I would love for people to look at our website and see the local dogs and the other one is www.dogsdeservebetter.org and click donate <laughs> or <laughs> click volunteer either one would be fabulous or both Great, Robin thank you so much for coming on the show today thank you I'll talk to you soon I appreciate everything
2: okay thanks Bye. again
1: Okay, bye bye. That was Robin from Dogs Deserve Better. Again, that's dot dogsdeservebetter.org. Dogs deserve so check out their website, donate, volunteer, take action, help out, be awesome. Um we have a couple minutes left and we have a couple people in the chat room who have been asking questions. So to Barbara and Sandra in the chat room, please stay on and maybe if we have time, we will try and get to you after the show ends. Um, For everyone else, please call in next week. Check us out at thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com for all of your pet psychic needs and information. And you can talk to Laura there, um, get her contact info. Also, um, you can follow Laura on Twitter at uh, The Pet Psychic, at The Pet Psychic. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, so check all that stuff out. And real quick, Laura, we have one minute. Does anyone want to say anything? Storm, what's your words of wisdom?
2: I just think you guys are doing a good job. <laughs> well, that's
1: good, Storm. Thank you, Stormy. That's very sweet and encouraging. Oh,
2: oh, Serafina's coming out, my kitty. What do you want to say, Serafina? I was listening, and I love dogs and cats that sleep together. Oh, that's good, Serafina. And I also want to tell everyone that being on the radio is cool.
0: <laughs> I think
2: oh. too, Serafina. Serafina, you never come out before. I figure I'll do Words of Wisdom next week. Okay, (laughs) Serafina, you think about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Serafina will be our guest for Words of Wisdom next week. So join us next week. (laughs) Stormy's giving me
2: a look like, oh, great, I've been passed over. It's okay, Stormy, honey. We'll get to you, too.
1: Yeah, you can always come back. So, check us out next week. We'll see you on thursday pacific standard time twelve
0: p m see ya hi everybody
2: 18 plus.